Good mornings, I'm Chris Oaks, and coming up today, scammers have been more active than ever over the past year, and the holidays are the busiest time of all. We have advice on how to avoid being taken from the AARP Fraud Watch Network. Also this morning, are you making your Christmas giving list? Check it twice for the best gifts from the parent-tested, parent-approved 2021 Holiday Gift Guide. And with holiday travel season upon us and the worst of winter still to come, it's time for a refresher on driving safety precautions for this time of year. This is the Good Mornings Podcast Edition for Monday, November 22nd, 2021. Today is Go for a Ride Day. Also, Humane Society Anniversary Day. It was on this date in 1954 that the Humane Society of the United States was founded. I would have guessed much earlier than that, but 1954. National Cranberry Relish Day. National Start Your Own Country Day today. <laughs> well, that sounds like fun. Monday and uh, National Stop the Violence Day. Amen to that. Reasons to celebrate today, as if having a short work week and a and the Thanksgiving holiday on Thursday is not enough uh, reasons to celebrate. You've got those things, and of course, it is Michigan Week. You know, sports is it really that big of a deal anymore? And I'm not speaking of the fact that Ohio State has really had the Wolverines' number over the past decade or so. Uh, I, I ask that because is sports in general really that big of a deal anymore? It used to really capture the attention of most Americans, but it seems younger people are losing interest in sports. A new study shows just 23% of Generation Z, that's people born between 1992 and 2007, Generation Z, just 23%, less than one in four, consider themselves avid sports fans. That is 19% lower than millennials, uh, which check in about 42%, so still less than half, and about a third of Gen Xers and baby boomers say that they identify as avid sports fans, about 10 percentage points higher than Gen Z. Uh, in fact, 27% of Gen Z respondents say they actively dislike sports, compared to a rate between 5 and 7% for millennials, Gen Xers, and baby boomers. So not only are there fewer young people identifying as avid sports fans, there are more of those individuals who say that they specifically dislike sports. Back in November of 2020, Rich Luker, a social psychologist, told the Washington Post for a report on this that he has observed sports fandom drop among young people for the past decade and a half. And he has warned major sports leagues that a reckoning is on the horizon. Uh, I mean, not only is this un-American... <laughs> to not like sports, but also, obviously, sports is big business in this country, and if fewer people are paying attention, that threatens that whole business structure. In 2019, Nielsen noted that members of Gen Z have higher expectations for the entertainment. Let's see. I'll read this again. In 2019, Nielsen noted that members of Gen Z have higher expectations for entertainment for the entertainment experience than their elders. <laughs> Which I find hard to believe. This is the same generation that made uh, The Bachelorette and Survivor big hits on TV. <laughs> I mean, can you really claim a higher that you have higher expectations for your entertainment experience <laughs> when you're when you're obsessing over the bachelor uh but anyway they also point out but that does speak to the fact that younger people have n uh, new ways to discover and consume content and obviously uh sports leagues have been trying to figure all of this out 
uh, about the you know digital platforms and entertainment that's being found uh, online and so on and so forth. The co-author of the study on these most most recent findings, Mike Lewis notes. The relative lack of sports enthusiasm in young people is a consequence of the culture we exist in. So, for better or for worse, we are just not sports fans the way we used to be. And I'll tell you what else, uh, speaking of research into young people, new survey by Pew, the Pew Research Center, suggests an increasing amount of of childless adults want to stay that way. Research says about 9 in 20 non-parents between the ages of 18 and 49, about 44% of those surveyed say it is not likely or not likely at all they would become parents one day. That is a 7% increase from when the same survey was conducted in 2018. Those who don't want kids cite apathy, financial instability, and a lack of a significant other for their potentially child-free futures. And uh, that trend obviously does not bode well for U.S. fertility rates. According to the CDC, the number of babies born in this country fell about 4% to 3.6 million in 2020. That is the most significant drop since 1973. Nearly a quarter of parents under 40 say they don't expect to have more children uh, if they even have one at all, citing financial costs and their own age as contributing factors. Man, these young people, they don't like sports and are not having kids. America's doomed. That's That's what these numbers are telling us. By the way, speaking of babies, the original Gerber baby had a birthday over the weekend. Did you see this? Ann Turner Cook became the first Gerber baby in 1928. It was her face that served as the uh, inspiration for the illustration on the uh, Gerber baby food bottles. Uh, She went on to become an English teacher and a novelist, and she posted on Facebook, well, Gerber posted on Facebook wishing her a happy birthday on Saturday, said her image has inspired parents everywhere to share their baby photos with Gerber. She turned 95 years young on Saturday. So happy birthday to the original Gerber baby, 95. She's not that much old, not, mu- not that much older than uh, President Biden, who had a birthday on Saturday as well. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Turned 79, meaning... That in 2024, the next uh, election comes around, uh, the president's 82nd birthday would be just a couple of weeks after the 2024 election. But he apparently is not letting his age get in the way of his ambitions for a second term. Washington uh, Washington Post reported over the weekend that Biden and his people are telling allies that he does plan to run for re-election in three years. Uh, it is. It was a reassurance aimed in part at beating back the assumption among many Democrats that Biden might not run again because of his age and because of his falling poll numbers. I don't know that the falling poll numbers would dissuade uh, a president only a year into his term from ruling out a second run, because most presidents see a fall off in their poll numbers. Now, President Biden's drop off in his numbers have been quite dramatic in their first year as compared to many previous presidents. But he, of course, has had a lot of headwinds in that. But anyway, without getting too deep into the weeds of the politics on this, the Post also said it effectively freezes the field for Vice President Kamala Harris and other potential 2024 Democratic presidential hopefuls, some of whom, like the vice president, are currently serving in the president's cabinet. I'm talking about you, Pete Buttigieg. Um, so it's interesting. Uh, the uh, report also states that despite that, many Democratic strategists and officials still aren't sure how firm Biden's commitment to run for a second term is there are concerns that if he doesn't run, there could be a, 
an open and potentially bruising primary with no clear front runner. Uh, because generally you would think the vice president would be the heir apparent, but she has stumbled herself since the start of the administration, in the opinion of many Democrats, and, of course, many Republicans and independents as well. So, Very interesting politics. It's never too early to start uh, thinking about the presidential cycle, I suppose. Uh, so this is incredibly American. We're talking about younger people losing their passion for sports, not having children, how un-American this is. Well, this is every bit as American as you would expect. A recent survey by Capital One, the credit card company, explored the financial, mental, and physical health of Americans from pre-pandemic to the present, with an emphasis on financial health of Americans pre-pandemic to the present. <laughs> and this is a survey of 2,000 Americans asked about the financial habits they would like to see change in their own lives. 41% said impulse spending was the number one financial habit that they would like to change. Impulse spending. Women are 12% more likely to have made an impulse purchase during the pandemic that they later regretted. Women 12% more likely than men to have made an impulse purchase during the pandemic that they later regretted. One in three women said they made a weekly impulse purchase. Weekly impulse purchase. They did this every week that they immediately regretted. You buy it and say, oh, I should have done that. But then next week you do it all over again. <laughs> this is what women admit. Nearly half of women, 48%, regretted their purchase in under an hour. For men, this was 40%. So more women than men regretted their purchase almost immediately. Now, before you think we're just bashing on women here, men, on the other hand, their impulse purchases were made less frequently, but they were often more expensive. <laughs> so I can hear men say, it's not quantity, it's quality. <laughs> less frequent Impulse purchases, but they were more expensive. More than one in four men, 27%, spent over $250 on their impulse purchase. So, <laughs> you know what this tells me? This research is going to be hard buying for some people this uh, Christmas. That's, that's a lot of people have gone out and bought those things that we would ordinarily get for them. By the way, speaking of ways of passing the time, some people during the pandemic passed the time by spending money. Others got creative. Michael Pick is an engineer by trade who took some inspiration from his childhood during the pandemic to break a Guinness World Record for building the world's largest Nerf gun. <laughs> he earned the record by building a version of the Nerf N-Strike Elite Longshot CS6 that measures 12 and a half feet long. That is three times the size of the original toy. 300% larger. Uh, his final creation launches darts made from PVC pipe, foam, and 3D printed caps at speeds of up to 50 miles an hour, which can travel a maximum distance of about 250 feet. <laughs> now, this guy's got to be the most popular dad on the block. Every kid in the neighborhood is saying, can you adopt me? Can you please? Can you adopt me? There you go, some of the most interesting and buzzworthy stories to get your Monday morning started. WFIN News, I'm Matt Demchek. The WTOL 11 first alert forecast, partly to mostly sunny today with a high of 38, partly cloudy tonight, a low of 25. Hancock County health officials are concerned that COVID cases have increased for the third straight week. Hancock Public Health is reporting 347 new cases, 
22 new hospitalizations and three new deaths for the week that ended November 18th. Hancock County Health Commissioner Kareem Baruti says active cases have increased by 33% since last month and that the seven-day average clearly shows an increasing slope after a two-week slowdown in late October. Get more on our website. The City of Finley Christmas Tree is now up at Dorney Plaza in front of the Municipal Building. The sound of the last few adjustments being made as the tree was put up on Friday. The city says this is the biggest Christmas tree they've ever had and it stands nearly as tall as the Municipal Building. The city thanks John and Joanne Davis for the tree and Miller Rigging for helping getting the tree to Dorney Plaza and putting it up. Finley Mayor Christina Mern will light the tree during a ceremony on Friday. See video of the big tree heading down Main Street on our website. The Vice President of the United States was in the Buckeye State. Kamala Harris spoke in Columbus at the Plumbers and Pipefitters Union. She was here for a couple of reasons. One, of course, to tout the passage and signing into law of the infrastructure bill, praising the efforts of Republican Senator Rob Portman. In many ways, our bipartisan infrastructure law embodies our character as a nation. And it demonstrates exactly who we are. Reporting in Columbus, Brittany Bailey. Samaria High School football teams have been crowned regional champs and are now on their way to the state semifinals. The Ottawa Glandorf Titans defeated Elyria Catholic on Saturday. The 11-3 Titans will now take on 13-0 Kirtland in Clyde Saturday night in the Division 5 state semifinal. Carey defeated Liberty Center on Saturday and will now take on New Middletown Springfield in Euclid on Saturday night in the Division 6 semifinal. OG and Carey are now one win away from playing for a state title in Canton. Get more news online anytime at WFIN.com. Did you know nearly 8,000 people call AARP's Fraud Watch Network helpline every month to report suspected scams? And this year, scammers have been more active than ever using online shopping, shipping, gift cards, peer-to-peer apps, charity fraud, and more to separate consumers from their money. Kathy Stokes is Director of Fraud Prevention Programs for AARP. And Kathy, of course, this is always a problem, but it does seem as though it has been more prevalent in the past year, year and a half throughout the course of the pandemic. Is that just perception or is it reality that these are becoming even more common? Uh, unfortunately, Chris, it is reality. Um, the, the the pandemic and our move to doing a lot more online has just sort of opened a Pandora's box, and uh, scammers are everywhere. And we just have to always be mindful that um, you know engage our inner skeptic when we're transacting online. Yeah, it it I guess uh, makes sense. The these individuals uh, are uh, creatures of opportunity, and we've presented them with a lot of opportunities over the past year and a half. You recently. Uh, put out a uh, AARP Fraud Watch Network survey gauging consumer awareness of safe online shopping practices. What did you find? Well, we learned that there are a lot of holes <laughs> that we need to plug up to be safe shoppers. Uh, one of the things is um, getting an email or a text with a link in it to you know a great discount or to download an app to get a great deal. It's really risky business to click on those links because it could send you to an entirely fictitious website where they're just trying to get you to input your um, you know, payment information or even worse, to send you somewhere where you're going to download um, unknowingly malicious software onto your device. And all that's about is trying to steal your credentials to get into uh, shopping and even banking accounts. That being said, there are uh, legitimate promotions. Um, there are, you know, obviously legitimate online retailers, online sellers. How do we know the difference? What should uh, people be aware of when doing that shopping online? Well, I'll tell you what. What I do is I go directly to a retailer's website by typing in the uh, the URL, the web browser, or the uh, uh, the web address mm-hmm. in my browser instead of clicking the link to it. I think that's the safest thing to do to make sure that we are on the site we think we're on. And when we make purchases online, let's avoid using a peer-to-peer app or a debit card. You really want to use a credit card to get the best protection because if there is a problem, if there is fraud, you're not going to be held responsible for it. But that's not quite the case with these other payment forms. 
you mentioned those peer-to-peer apps, and we're talking about things like Venmo and Zelle and uh, these other apps that allow you to send money to other individuals. Uh, again, there are legitimate uses. Uh, like most things, there's a time and a place. How how should these be uh, apps be used, and how should they not be used? That's a really important question. I'm glad you asked it, Chris, because these apps, even if, if you go to their websites, they'll tell you this. Don't use these apps to make purchases from businesses you've never worked with before, to send money to people you don't know. These apps are intended for you to um, exchange money between friends and family, the the dog walker, you know, the, mm-hmm. the lawn guy. Yeah. But to use them to purchase a product or to buy tickets from someone on Craigslist, it's just very risky and you're um, susceptible to losing the money that you send that way. Of course, this time of year, gift cards become very popular and yet gift cards are a common target of scammers. What should people be watching out for with respect to the whole gift card arena? Well, surprisingly, our survey showed that 21% of U.S. adults have experienced either giving or getting a gift card that didn't have any value on it. And what we think is happening there is uh, scammers will go into brick-and-mortar stores. They'll sort of slide over to that big gift card rack, grab a bunch of cards, uh, flip them over, expose the pins, take pictures, cover those pins back up, put them back on the rack, set up their computer program, and wait. And as soon as those cards that were manipulated are activated, they drain those funds. Mm. Of course, some of this could be a user error. So like, hold on to the receipt, hold on to the activation um, receipt too. Uh, chances are, though, you're not going to get your money back if you realize that there's no value on it. Mm. So it sounds like maybe the best idea is to avoid gift cards altogether, or are there ways that we can protect ourselves? Yeah, no, I definitely wouldn't say that. I mean, I know I want gift cards for the holidays, so (laughs) I would recommend, uh, you know, go online, go right to the retailer and purchase them online directly, or if you are going to buy them from a brick-and-mortar store, take a close look at the card. Definitely flip it over, look to see if you think maybe that film covering the pin has been pulled off and put back on or otherwise exposed. Um, you know, if you if you take a look at it really carefully, you should be okay. And as you said, if you're buying online, then we circle back to all of the advice about shopping online uh, with trusted sources or direct from a, a company's website that you know and trust. Obviously, this is also big charity uh, time of year. There's a big push for a lot of charities and a time when Americans are in a giving mood during the holiday season. And charities also a very uh, big area for uh, of profitability for scammers. Yeah, and isn't that a shame? They'll pretend to be a legitimate charity or they'll make up an entirely new charity and try to get you to give money to it with a lot of pressure, you know, typically over the phone. And what I recommend is um, taking a pause. If it's a legitimate charity, they're going to be okay with you taking a pause. Hang up the phone, go online, look it up, go to give.org or charitynavigator.org. Find out if that uh, charity even exists. And if it does, you can look up how much money the fundraiser is keeping for themselves versus actually donating uh, to the charity that they're raising the funds for. General rule of thumb that I always follow with respect to charities is uh, to remember if I am reaching out to the charity, uh, it's probably a charity that I know that I'm familiar with as opposed to the charity reaching out to me. I always tend to be a little more skeptical uh, that way. Yeah, it's unfortunate because that's how they're raising money too this time of year, but we just have to engage our inner skeptics. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's really what it boils down to is uh, is keeping your guard up and being skeptical about everyone. And, you know, you hate to do that. You hate to say that, especially this time of year. But it is the reality of the world we live in today. And the other part of this, and I think it's very important to point out that if you think you have been targeted by uh, some kind of fraud or scam, uh, it's so important to say something, report it. Absolutely. The the data that come from uh, scam reports are used to investigate cases. Your particular case might not be investigated, but it's a data point that's important. And you can um, report it through AARP. We have a Fraud Watch Network helpline 
We uh, share that information with the Federal Trade Commission who collects all of this data. But importantly, you get to talk to a live person who is going to help you figure out what happened, um, give you the steps you need to take to protect yourself going forward. And importantly, that's a person who has an empathetic ear and is going to listen and, and you know, uh, console you and uh, help you figure out how to stay safe going forward. Uh, if not recovering what you have lost, at least making sure that you're not victimized again. Uh, again, Kathy Stokes is Director of Fraud Prevention Programs for AARP and the Fraud Watch Network. Uh, and again, this is uh, something that is available to everyone. Where do we find the Fraud Watch uh, Network uh, online? At aarp.org slash fraudwatchnetwork. Kathy, thanks very much for the information. We appreciate it. Thank you, Chris. Happy holidays. Well, the holiday shopping season is upon us. A lot of folks have already been uh, doing a lot of shopping, getting that early uh, start on the uh, holiday season. And the uh, parent-tested, parent-approved 2021 annual holiday gift list is here. We are joined by uh, Sharon Vendereen, founder of uh, Parent-Tested, Parent-Approved. First of all, let's talk a little bit about what you aim for with this annual holiday gift list. Well, our real goal here is to make sure we have something for everyone. We have different price ranges. We have for every member of the family. We even have for the furry four-legged members of the family. We just wanted to make sure we made holiday shopping easy. But I also want to mention that your listeners really want to focus in on purchasing products early this holiday season. Right. Because products are going to be limited and they are going to be selling out quickly. So, there's going to be no last-minute shopping for holidays this year. <laughs> so uh, if you see something you want, grab it and uh, maybe have a, a second or third alternative in mind in case you can't find your first choice. Now, uh, obviously, this is a different holiday than last year. Uh, we've spent a lot of time at home during the pandemic, and we have probably cleaned our house uh, within an inch of its life over and over and over again because we had nothing better to do. But more normal times returning, chores are kind of a drag. Nobody really likes to do this. So you have uh, some gift ideas that can make that a little bit easier. Yep. Gone are the days of saying, I do not want a vacuum for the holidays because we have come across this amazing product called the RoboRock S7+. Plus. Now, this machine will intelligently learn your home's layout, and then it will actually mop your home, and it scrubs 3,000 times in a minute. And then when it gets to your carpet, it lifts up, the mop moves out of the way, and it will actually start vacuuming your carpet. It even has a boost mode for deeper cleaning. And when it's done, it will actually return to what's called its auto-emptying dock. And it will automatically take all the dirt out of the robot. So you can keep reusing the robot for up to eight weeks before having to do anything with it. And you can control this all from an app. So you could be at work deciding, hey, I think I'm going to clean my home and just press a button and away it goes. (laughs) Again, you know, it's it's one thing when we've got all the time in the world to clean. Now that we're getting back into the more normal routine where time is pressed, this is uh, absolutely a a great gadget to have. You know, the other thing that we uh, had an awful lot of during the pandemic that a lot of folks would like to, particularly parents, like to kind of reverse this trend is that with (laughs) kids and screen time, uh, spending hours in front of screens. So what have you got that maybe gets kids away from their screens? For sure. So this is a very hot line of products called Chuckle and Roar. They are available exclusively at Target. I love this line because they make great quality products, but they're all under $19.99. So one of the hot trends right now is called Sensory Bins. And they have something called the two-in-one Seek and Write sensory bin. It's all about sensory exploration, learning, and fun. There's over 50 different learn and play activities. It comes with the alphabet, with numbers, with toy bugs, gems, sand. It's just endless fun. Now, for the families who are going to be doing some travel or like to go to restaurants with their kids and are always handing them a device, there is the travel-friendly magnetic dot art organizer. So basically, there's a magnetic pen, and it moves beads around a grid. And this comes with 50 different illustrations that your kids are trying to copy with these beads. Or they can create their own masterpiece. 
And the last item, this is going to be the perfect stocking stuffer, but it will sell out quickly. It's called Woa Dough. It is only $4.99. It comes in eight vibrant colors, and it is a super soft, stretchy dough that is allergy-friendly, comes in a resealable container, and I may or may not have spent last evening uh, <laughs> playing with it for a while. <laughs> putting it out there. <laughs> so, so something that uh, everybody, not just the kids in the family, will enjoy. Yeah, it was relaxing. For the, I found it really relaxing. For the kid in all of us. And speaking of relaxation, uh, yes. we could all use some relaxation, some spa time, and yes. you've got a way to do that at home. You got it. So the company is called Original Magic Bag, and they've been doing this out of Canada for 30 years. And they are these great hand-filled with organic grains. These There's different shapes. So let's say there's a neck wrap. And you wrap it around your neck. You can put it in the microwave to get heat relief. You can put it in the freezer to get cold relief for those sore, tense shoulders or any spot on your body that is sore. And this year they came out with a spot line. So there's actually like a little eye cover and there are slippers that you can heat up, um, little pouches inside, and it actually keeps your feet warm on a cold winter's day. Um, they came out with a camo pattern for the guy who has everything. <laughs> and they have a line called Warmies. And they are these cute, adorable, cuddly characters that do exactly the same thing. Warm or cold, your kids are going to have their aches and pains relieved. Awesome stuff for the uh, winter season ahead, the long winter season ahead. And lastly, uh, you actually even have gift ideas for our furry That's family cool. members. Yes. So so a big concern we've been hearing a lot about is it's really hard to get appointments with veterinarians. So I love this. This is called Vetster, V-E-T-S-T-E-R, Vetster.com. So they are basically an app that will give you the ability to connect to veterinarians via video 24-7. So we know about telehealth for our families. How about telehealth for our pets? So with video appointments, there's no more waiting. These vets can see your pets about skin condition, nutrition, behavior. The app will give you upfront pricing, and you can choose the vet based on budget, based on location, your schedule, their ratings. They even have online prescription fulfillment. And for the holidays, they've actually created gift cards because, quite frankly, there are a lot of people who struggle with, what am I going to give my friends? What am I going to give my neighbors? Well, since just about everyone these days has a pet, the gift card of health for their pets is a fantastic holiday gift idea. So there you go uh, from the parent-tested, parent-approved 2021 annual holiday gift list. Uh, founder uh, Sharon Vendering is with us this morning. And where do we get more information and all of the stuff that's on the list? Please visit ptpa.com and you will find these products and more. And your listeners can even sign up on our website to become testers. Because all of the products that we have on our website have been tested by real families like your listeners. So ptpa.com. Sharon, thanks very much and happy holidays. Happy holidays. We interrupt this program to bring you a broken news alert. Today's update on the odd and unusual side of the news brought to you as a public service, more or less, of Hancock County Veterans Services. This is a story of a crime of passion gone horribly wrong. A little tip. If you want to get even with your ex, make sure you get the right car. Nedra Brentley lives in Washington, D.C., woke up last week to find someone had graffitied Mike is a cheater across her red SUV in black spray paint. She, she says she's never dated anyone named Mike, doesn't even know anyone named Mike, and yet there it was, Mike is a cheater, spray-painted spray across the hood and the sides of her car, as well as her license plates were destroyed by the paint. And the offender, whoever it was, had broken the front and back windshields as well as broken off the side mirrors. <laughs> they, they went up. Somebody apparently very angry at Mike uh, had gone all out on the wrong vehicle. Ms. Brantley's insurance company and the police are working with her to make things right again, and they're trying to track down the person who did it. But maybe someone should ask Mike who that is. I don't know who Mike is. <laughs> that's embarrassing. When they find that person, I'm sure they've got a story to tell, but that's embarrassing. That's 
It's just wrong. Uh, Speaking of people who aren't too bright, criminals who aren't too bright, a Chattanooga man has been charged with solicitation of murder by allegedly texting his intent to kill a woman. (laughs) An affidavit posted yesterday on the Life Force website revealed uh, Jerry McDonald's plan to kill an unnamed woman and reap the financial benefits from her death. He text messages, text messaged the uh, individual he thought was a hitman. Uh, Mr. McDonald uh, reportedly texted, please kill her, babe. Please, I'm begging you. <laughs> Again, if you're going to text message <laughs> a plea uh, for someone to kill another individual, make sure that you're texting the right person. That's <clears throat> he did say there's a million dollars in her dad's safe. And uh, he said he believed he would not get caught. Well, think again. (laughs) Uh, Let's see here. He claims that someone must have gotten a hold of his phone because he was passed out drunk. (laughs) And that person was just trying to get him into trouble. But I'm not sure authorities are buying it. He was uh, arrested and uh, is being held on a $75,000 bail. Nice try. Uh, let's see. No driver's license means no driving. Period. Not even a motorized cooler. A tw- <laughs> a 25-year-old Australian man recently learned that lesson the hard way when police intercepted him while riding his motorized cooler on a sidewalk. Have you seen these things? They they're like motor scooters. In a uh, in a beverage cooler, and you sit on it and you, you know, drive around. Uh, un- unfortunately, two things were wrong with this uh, gentleman's excursion. The motorized cooler is considered a vehicle because of the engine capacity and must comply with legislative requirements and road rules. <laughs> so the motorized cooler was not street legal. Is problem number one. And problem number two, the guy riding the so-called unregistered vehicle did not have a driver's license and reportedly never has. As a result, the cooler was impounded for 30 days. (laughs) And the man will receive a summons to appear in court at a later date to face charges of driving unlicensed and driving an unregistered motor vehicle. (laughs) Can you imagine having go to court and explain to the judge... You were driving an unlicensed cooler <laughs> and that you didn't have a an operator's permit at the same time. I would love to be in the gallery for that case when it comes up in front of the judge. Uh, free money is not a thing, not even in California, where on Friday, an armored truck on Interstate 5 in Carlsbad suddenly threw open its door and uh, money started scattering everywhere on the highway. The truck was heading from San Diego to an office uh, of the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, the FDIC, when one of the doors popped open and bags of cash fell out. California Highway Patrol Sergeant Curtis Martin says several bags broke open, spreading money, mainly $1 and $20 bills, all over the highway and bringing the freeway to a chaotic halt video posted online showed people laughing and leaping as they held wads of cash, but you don't get to keep it. It's not finders keepers. Two people were arrested at the scene and Sergeant Martin warned that any others who have found to have taken money could face criminal charges. He notes that there's plenty of video taken by bystanders, not to mention the highway cameras that they have, Uh, on the uh, roadways, and the uh, California Highway Patrol and FBI are investigating. (laughs) Might have seemed like, uh, oh, Merry Christmas to me, but no. And finally, in the broken news this morning, this is a woman that really needs to work on her concealment skills. Uh, She's from Florida, and apparently tried to take 56 handguns across the Canadian border. She's from Florida. 
She uh, drove from the Sunshine State, tried to cross into Canada through Port Huron, Michigan. You think she probably drove right through our area on I-75, right? To get from Florida up to through uh, Michigan, probably drove right through uh, Vivian Richards, age 48, um, alerted authorities or the authorities were alerted to uh, Vivian's car when they felt something was amiss. And upon inspecting her vehicle, found a cache of weapons stashed in her trunk. In all, they recovered 56 handguns and hundreds of rounds of ammunitions. Uh, ammunition in what is described as one of the largest single firearm seizures in the southern Ontario region in recent history. Uh, she faces a number of charges, including smuggling, evading compliance, making false or defe- deceptive statements, and unauthorized possession of a prohibited or restricted weapon. I don't know if she's claiming that she didn't even know the guns were there or what, but... Uh Wow, that is uh, crazy. There you go. That is today's broken news report. This update on the odd and unusual side of the news brought to you as a public service, more or less, of Hancock County Veterans Services. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Did you get a call or message that mentioned Social Security that made you feel threatened or scared? That is not the Social Security Administration. Social Security will not threaten you, press you for personal information, or demand instant payment. Social Security does not accept payments by gift card, prepaid debit card, internet currency, or by mailing cash. Don't fall for it. Hang up, ignore them. Report this criminal activity to oig.ssa.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. This message provided by WFIN. And now your daily download, the numbers behind the news and the statistics that shape our lives. You know, I remember talking about this a couple, three years ago. Uh, some people came up with the brilliant idea of requiring the guests at their Thanksgiving gathering to surrender their phones as soon as they walk through the door. You put them in a basket, you can't have them back until you leave. Uh, and this survey... Uh, indicates that maybe that's the right course of action. Uh, Just how addicted we are to our phones is stunning. Uh, In this poll of 2,000 Americans, 99% of us say that we use our phone while watching TV. So we're doing two things at one time. We're watching TV and using our phones. I have to admit, I am guilty of this. 88% admit that they use their phone while walking on the sidewalk. 78% use their phone while at a concert, 73% while walking their dog. Even more dangerously, 42% admit that they look at their phone while crossing the street and one-third while riding a bike or skating, roller skating or skateboarding or inline skating. Not surprisingly, nearly half of those, 44%, have hurt themselves by falling or running into something while distracted. But uh, this is really questionable. <laughs> 60% of us admit to using our phone during a religious service. Half say they had done so during a wedding. And 30% owned up to using their phone at a funeral. <laughs> As for why people are so invested in their mobile devices, this is interesting. A stunning 86% of people in the survey confess that they take out their phone in order to avoid talking to other people. More than 6 in 10 people use this tactic to get out of talking with relatives at holiday parties. Again, this is significant with Thanksgiving coming up. 60% of us say that we will take out our phone deliberately to avoid talking with relatives. (laughs) Even when we know we are going to an event where we will be face-to-face with others, 91% say the conversations bore them. 90% regularly use their phone while sitting on the john. In fact, three and four say they end up spending more time in the bathroom than they plan to or need to because something on their phone, distracted them. <laughs> All right, own up. Have you ever have you ever been guilty of that? 
I may or may not be guilty of that. I'm, I'm not going to say, but another one in three confess that their phone notifications have distracted them while having sex. And four in 10 say the first thing they do after making love is to check their phone. Now, I will say I have never gone that far. (laughs) But that's a serious addiction right there. Uh, So, again, I go back to that one uh, number. Six in ten people admit that they uh, use the phone thing as an excuse to avoid talking to family members at at holiday gatherings. (laughs) And 86% overall confess they use their phone to avoid talking to other people. That's pretty dramatic and something to keep in mind. As you look around the room at your Thanksgiving gathering, if everybody is on their phone, maybe they're just trying to avoid talking to you. Maybe, Maybe you're the one that they're trying to avoid talking to. I don't know. Well, the upcoming winter season always, of course, brings with it challenges and uh, safety concerns when it comes to driving. And, of course, with the holiday season coming up and people getting out more this year, uh, obviously, than last, whether we're just traveling for the holidays, going to uh, friends and families for Thanksgiving, Christmas, what have you. Brian Moody is with us uh, once again this morning. He is executive editor, auto trader, with some winter driving tips, help you get ready to make the drive this season. First of all, uh, I guess the number one thing, Brian, is to make sure that your car is ready for the, the road trip this season. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. Make sure that your car is safe and that all of the safety features that are on your car work properly. Uh, make sure that you check things like the oil, the coolant, um, the transmission fluid. If you don't feel comfortable doing those things, you can take it to a local shop and have them do it. Yeah. And one thing I think people almost always overlook is the washer fluid. It sounds stupid, but it's important. It, it really is important. It keeps your you can keep your windshield clean. And there's also de-icer as part of that when you put windshield fluid in there. So uh, think of those things before you hit the road and it should make your trip more enjoyable and safe. Washer fluid is one of those things that, yeah, it seems silly to to have to mention that until you're on the road and you don't have any uh, in the wintertime. And uh, then you realize how important that is. And so often we talk about winter defensive driving tips, the things that we need to remember to do to drive safely, but making sure that our cars are safe. Uh, is something that sometimes uh, goes overlooked. Are there tech features, are there certain features uh, in vehicles that can help make a winter road trip safer, more comfortable, that kind of thing? Yeah, I would look for, if you're getting a new car, or even if you have just keeping your existing car, I would look for anything that connects your phone to the car. So Bluetooth, for example, um, Apple CarPlay, Android Auto. I would get something that does that because... It's just a fact of life today that your phone is, you know, almost invaluable. Connecting it to the car so you don't have to fumble with it while you're driving, which honestly, you shouldn't be doing that anyway. Right. But connecting the phone to the car is a way of doing that. So you can communicate, listen to music, follow the directions from the app on your phone without having to take your hands off the wheel. So very important to keep both hands on the wheel, especially this time of year. What about for those, uh, speaking to your kind of expertise, who are looking at a new vehicle? A lot of people are uh, these days uh, looking at uh, at new vehicles. Maybe I know for winter driving, people immediately think SUV. But if we are looking for something uh, maybe as an alternative to the traditional SUV, what is out there that you would recommend we look at? Yeah, SUVs definitely have their place. Um, They're popular for a reason, and they do the job well. But if you want something that's a little bit more affordable, gets better gas mileage, or maybe you just don't need anything that big, it's worth looking into other types of vehicles. Sedans, for example, haven't been that popular lately, but they do have a lot of features that can help you uh, accomplish what you wanted to accomplish with an SUV. A sedan is not going to have three rows of seating, so that's one thing. If you need that, you need that. But you can get sedans with all-wheel drive. You can get sedans with these cargo tie-downs in the trunk. The back seats will fold down in a split fashion. Um, You can get roof racks. 
you can get lots of things. Same with minivans. Those can function almost as well as a, an SUV. And again, mini, some minivans can have all-wheel drive. So those are some things to consider instead of getting a popular and, let's face it, increasingly pricey sport utility vehicle. Yeah, I was going to say, that's one of the things because uh, we've heard the stories about how vehicle prices uh, are uh, getting very high, but these vehicles that are in less demand might be uh, a good way of uh, saving uh, a few bucks that way. And again, if you can get much of the same uh, utility features without it actually being an SUV, that could be uh, a good way to go. What are some of the other things that we need to, to keep in mind uh, with respect to our vehicles so that we are ready to hit the road? I mean, we talk about uh, some of the routine maintenance things, some of the things that we need to prepare specifically for winter, and then uh, some of the routine stuff that we just need to make sure any time of year uh, is good to keep up with our vehicles. Yeah, I think people often overlook tire pressure. I think that's an important one. Um, and also the quality of the wiper blades those types of things. So tire pressure can be important because even if it's off by just a little bit and and only one tire and it it doesn't usually, you know, go up or down the same in all four tires, Mm -hmm. it can really affect the way your car handles. And it can also affect the fuel economy that you get on a long trip. So make sure that your tires are properly inflated. Check the windshield wipers. And also don't forget that little tiny wiper on the back window. That's an important one too. Absolutely. Uh, so some really uh, important things to check. Now is the time to go through that checklist and make sure you've got it already before the uh, winter season hits, before the holiday travel season uh, kicks into high gear. Uh, anything else that we need to keep in mind to make sure that we are safe on the roads uh, during the uh, colder uh, weather season? Yeah, while you're doing all that stuff, you might want to look into changing the cabin air filter. Most newer cars have a filter for the cabin, for the occupants, and also a filter for the engine if it's a gasoline-powered car. Um, that's a good time to do that. Uh, your local shop will be able to do that for you if you can't handle it. But, you know, if you're going to rent a car or if you're going to take your car to the shop before you're going on this trip, be sure to plan this all well ahead of time. It's just going to take longer to get the things that you need. There may or may not be the car that you want when you're reserving a car or when you're getting a car service. Make sure that there's plenty of time so that you don't get stuck. Some great advice there. Again, Brian Moody, executive editor with Auto Trader with us uh, this morning, talking about preparing for the winter driving season ahead. Again, whether we're traveling for the holidays or just general driving uh, in the winter weather conditions. Uh, Brian, where can we get more information? more information on this and other stuff, just buying and selling tips, how to find the right car for you, you can go to autotrader.com. There's lots of cool stuff there. And that is our podcast for today. Thanks again to all of our guests, of course, for joining us on the program. And remember, you can get more information about all of the topics that we talk about each day on the show at our webpage, and that is goodmornings.net. Coming up tomorrow, it's another COVID Thanksgiving. We'll get the latest guidance and what you really need to know to keep yourself and your family safe for those holiday gatherings. So until tomorrow morning, that is good mornings for this morning. Now that you've had a good morning, go on out and make it a good day. We'll catch you back here tomorrow.